Sustainability Stories podcast, a balancing act of people, planet, and profits by Radhika Arapalli. For today's episode, we will be focusing on sustainable hospitality. So why hospitality? Currently, 8% of the global carbon emissions are from tourism, and hospitality plays a huge part in it. Hotels are big commercial buildings which are in constant need of energy, water, resources, food, which are all in scarcity. So are you curious to know what are the current trends in sustainable hospitality and how you can be involved? Then let's get started. For today, with me, I have a guest who is with a mission to run a zero plastic hotel. He has introduced 50 plus initiatives to to eliminate single-use plastic. Hashtag plastic not so fantastic. His YouTube channel has gained popularity with more subscribers joining in every day. And Paul is a food critic and has a food book. Paul's journey with Korean food. You can catch him on the cooking channel, Korean Confidential on YouTube. It's the start of journey for Paul. And I do love his passion and ambition and curious to learn his story in the journey so far. So let's welcome Paul Shank. Uh, Paul, Thank you, Radhika. That's a great, great welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paul, for joining in. And I must say, Paul is now the director for Infinity Waters Middle East, Dubai. This is the first week that you're in Dubai. Correct. Just been here a few days. So well, a new, new job and a new career. Welcome, Paul, and welcome to Dubai. I've known Paul for over two years in his previous life as the hotel manager at Crown Plaza Musket OCEC. So this is a wonderful story to hear from a hotel manager and how Crown Plaza and Paul have worked together in driving sustainability agenda in the hospitality business. So Paul, that was my introduction, Mm -hmm. but I think I would like to hear from you as to what's your background into sustainability. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the welcome. It's, uh, It's great to be here. My background for sustainability um, is something that's very personal. And I, I was traveling, um, I don't know, 12 years ago to a little island called Kota Kinabalu, just off Malaysia. And um, I came across this lagoon on the beach. I was, I was in the middle of nowhere. And I went over to have a look at the lagoon, and it was huge. But it was three foot deep in plastic bottles in the middle of nowhere. It was like a paradise. And I thought, wow. Not, I didn't think. Wow! It just—it was shocking, to be honest. And um, it left—it left a really long-lasting impression in, in my mind. And then soon after, I travelled to Egypt, and I kind of had a lot of similar experiences in Egypt, um, going along the little river or canal that is adjacent to the pyramids. And um, I was really disturbed with the amount of plastic pollution. So it's something that. Um, you know, over, over the years, traveling to beaches and, and enjoying the outdoor life, seeing this, this, this growth of plastic waste, mm-hmm. um, I just felt that people weren't talking about it enough and um, or not talking about it at all. Yeah. Pe- people amongst themselves would talk. You know, if you and I were at the beach, you'd say, oh, look at that mess. We'd, we would say, yeah, that's, that's not good. But, you know, bigger picture, people were not talking about it. So I thought, I'm going to lend my voice to this, number one and try and number two i want to make a difference and i, I want to make a difference in my life and, and where mm-hmm. i can and how i can so running a big hotel i thought what a what a wonderful opportunity to be able to 
motivate my team and drive change for all the right reasons. Now that's great to hear, Paul. And I think motivation is key. And I think you've talked about how there's less awareness and people actually acting on it. Correct. It's really interesting to hear and you starting out to do something. So Paul's videos are very pleasant to watch on YouTube. In the show notes, I will include the link to his channel. So apart from this, Paul, what are the trends are you seeing in sustainable hospitality? Um, so in general, I think that there's much more focus on it. Um, if you look at the high-end resorts, they're very much focused on it because they don't want to leave any footprint behind. Mm -hmm. And um, you're seeing a lot more come out of, of you know, the really high-end luxury resorts with this. And they're, they're the ones driving it, to be fair. Um, in general, for mass-scale hotels, you know, we're all watching how much electricity we use. We're all measuring it, not just watching it. It's very closely measured, our carbon footprint. Correct. Um, how much waste we're producing. Mm -hmm. But the one big thing at the moment, without doubt, is the plastic elimination. And I think everybody's on track at the moment to really make change and to bring this to a much larger scale. So um, it's really good to see. Now, that's great to hear that everyone's on track to actually measure. And you sound very scientific when you talk about carbon measurement and energy reduction. So in your company, how important do you think is the sustainability agenda? Um, in my new company, it is the absolute, it's what we do. So um, we're obviously delivering a system that eliminates plastic water bottles, particularly in hotels. Um, and it's a massive problem, you know, in, in, in one hotel in general, you're using about 250,000 plastic bottles a year on an on a entry wow. level, let's say, let's say a three bedroom, three, 300 bedroom hotel on average would use around a quarter of a million plastic bottles every year. That's a lot of plastic. It's crazy. And, you know, there's a lot of cu countries that don't have the systems in place for, for recycling. And we know that recycling has failed anyway. Um, so a lot of it gets buried. And where I was in Muscat, unfortunately, that's that's the case. There is no system in place whatsoever for any any recycling at this point. Now, it's good to that. It's good to know that you're starting with reduce. So reduce plastic, reuse mm -hmm. and recycle. Mm -hmm. So it's lovely to hear that you as a company is starting right on top of the pyramid. Correct. And I think reuse is the, is the, is the key. It's not just about the elimination of plastics. It's also the elimination of any waste. Right. So, uh, you know, you don't want to replace plastic with aluminium. And then suddenly, you know, you, you, you're burying aluminium in the uh, landfill or, or trying to recycle aluminium. The idea is that you reuse, reuse, reuse as much as we can for everything that we do. Perfect. So the mantra is reduce, reuse, and the end of it is recycle. Correct. If nothing works, full, that's great to hear. The full loop, you know, what they call circularity and just creating the loop. Oh, beautiful. Mm. And is there any other myth that you want to debunk for us? Um, for for plastics, I think um, the myth is that it's expensive to be green. All right. Yeah, I think in times gone by, that's true. But I also believe that if you want if you want to make change and make it affordable, you can. But you need to change the way you do things. Um, so yes, it's very much a myth that going green is expensive. At the same time, you know, in hospitality and in hotels, we are bound by our corporate um, brand standards. You know, of course, you have to have very strict brand standards in, in hotels to ensure that 
you deliver what you promise to guests. At the same time, that has to move quickly today to adapt to the new the new way of working with, with the environment and with Correct. sustainability. So I'll give you an example. You know, the Crown mm -hmm. Plaza Hotel, we had, we had uh, Crown Plaza plastic pens put in front of every single guest in every single meeting. And that was a brand standard that this, that this pen and the padded paper had to be there. And um, it suited its purpose at the time. But times have changed. And when you see how many plastic pens, you know, one hotel goes through because people put those pens in their pockets and off they go, not thinking twice. Nine times out of 10, the, the pen goes in the bin within a couple of days, let's say. Maybe they go home and sits in a, in a cupboard for six months or whatever, but eventually it'll go in the bin somewhere. So my idea was to challenge the way that that's done. Number one, make the pen out of paper, not out of plastic. And number two, then uh, approach the, the corporate office and, and, and the, the headquarters to ask, is it possible to give these pens on request? So the, the brand standards changed. Mm -hmm. And as a, as, a, as a result of asking the question, as a result of giving an explanation and, and you know, some more understanding and education as to why the changes were then announced and changed. Um, so, yeah, that in the end now, yes, the paper pens are more expensive, that's for sure. It took me quite some time to resource where to get them from and, and, and how they work and, and getting them into, into the country. But we, we use hardly any because we're giving it on request now. So. Oh, that's better. So it's much better. And the savings, honestly, long term is enormous. Um, number one for the planet, but number two, financially, a huge saving. I think people also feel better when they're reusing. I mean, it just requires a little change in behavior. Correct. But ultimately, it's the habit that you form. Correct. That's right. And I think if you if you went into a meeting today, you would not take your own pen. You would, like I have it me here. Yeah, exactly. So um, you're always, especially if, you know, if it's a business hotel, um, typically you would walk into the hotel with your own laptop probably, um, and in that bag would be, without a doubt, a pen. So do you need to give them free of charge and, and on the table? No. No, it's good mm -hmm. that you've made change all the way going up to the global teams, and mm -hmm. I hear it's coming down right from the head office. Correct, yeah. And, you know, there's, there's huge support today for this, and people are becoming a lot more aware, aware of it. And, um, and rightfully so, and more should be done for it. So in terms of measurements, Paul, what does success look like and how do you measure it? Um, success looks like, I guess, what change you can make. Um, and success for me is just having no plastic, especially, well, of course, single use. So that's success. How is that measured? Each and every item that we changed, we, we we know the cost previously. We know the cost today. Um, so that's, you know, it's very easy to measure what change you've made and, and how much you've eliminated. Um, and I think it's very important to measure it because uh, in time you'll reflect on it and you'll mm -hmm. realize that, you know, a quarter of a million plastic bottles, for example, just bottles you've eliminated from the hotel per year. Mm -hmm. And over a period of five, 10, 15 years, that becomes enormous. And if um, you know a number of hotels, or all hotels went on to scale with that, then it's, uh, it's wonderful for the planet and better for all of us every day. So you've been measuring it and it works. Correct. 
And that's an example. Yeah, I mean, you know, not everything works all the time, but in general, um, you know, you've got to be well planned to be able to make change because even even just changing something as simple as an egg carton, you know, the, the eggs come in these plastic trays. And I think that was one of the first things that I did um, to make that change is, uh, is, is easy, but there is a certain process that you need to follow to make that change. Mm. So, yeah, it's about, it's about planning as well. Now that you mentioned it doesn't come easy, can mm. I tap in and ask, what's, the, what's been one of the biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Yeah, the biggest, I, w- I would say learning, yeah, is um, there was a bit of a movement or there still is a movement for what's called polylactic acid um, products that are, so, so they look like plastic, but they're actually not made from petroleum-based chemicals. They're made from vegetables. But they don't biodegrade and decompost so easily. Um, de- decomposting or composting can only, can only work in commercial composting situations, uh-huh. which is not accessible for everybody and for everything, number one. Number two, for biodegrading, if it's buried, for example, it can take years for even for mm-hmm. polylactic acid products. So I like to, to make change even with these products now and see how much further we can take it all the time. I'll give you an example. I was looking at um, garbage bin. Well, actually, no, I'll give you a better example. Cling film. Mm-hmm. I received a cling film that is works looks like cling film but it's made from vegetables rather than petroleum based chemicals instead of that just use lids (laughs) (laughs) who would have thought yeah simple just use lids reuse 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 it's not always easy especially in commercial kitchens that's for sure i mean i was a chef for 20 years so i know that well um and again you need some some investment with that and I wouldn't say plastic containers and plastic lids. I would say metallic, stainless steel. Um, they work very well. But it's looking for other solutions that, that can be reused over and over. Brilliant. I think it's going back to the mantra of reduce, reuse, and recycle. I love it. And what's been the source of inspiration, Paul? Um, I think the source of inspiration is, the, is just Mother Nature. I, I love getting out and about. Um, in the outdoors, uh, whether it's walking, riding bikes, swimming, o- the ocean, um, wadis, rivers, just the beauty of nature. Um, that's my source of inspiration. And I want to make sure that I, I do what I can to protect it and, mm-hmm. um, and that it's there for my kids and, and for future generations, for everybody. That's beautiful. I hear you also mentioned, I think, when we were chatting earlier, that your daughter is actually studying into environmental. Correct. She's um, she's in her third year of university at uh, in Australia studying environmental science. So she's following a path that is driven by this, and um, and that's her own. That was really her own decision. But obviously, something maybe I had an influence along somewhere along there. But she certainly um, influences and inspires me. So um, yeah, she's going to change. She's going to make change to the world also it's beautiful to hear kids these days actually it's the future for them and it's good to see them early on being involved and actually being concerned absolutely and look it goes with a very young age today with education 
the schools are really they talk about it a lot more than what they did when when I was at school in fact when I was at school we didn't talk about it it wasn't a subject probably there was not a need correct <laughs> uh, today it's something that they talk about from a very early age and it's and it's it's really important now, I think when you talk about communication and awareness I want I do want to pick your brain in terms of how do you communicate internally about your work what advice would you give for anyone who wants to manage internal stakeholders on this journey of sustainability yeah the the first part is your team so it's obviously you need to have or need to ensure that you've got buy in and education and understanding from the entire team and that was something that was very important to me so we talked about this a lot um um th through education process through meetings sharing best practices um we did this and then of course is managing upwards so it's also managing across to to corporate office and to brand standards and and helping and supporting them to also understand what you're trying to achieve and how and um and then perhaps what support they can lend you in their roles and uh, to to make the change together on a, on a even on a bigger scale so that's something that for me was very important um and today with my new role is is more important than ever um mm -hmm. especially with stakeholders and uh, and business partners getting them to understand understand the change why and uh, and supporting their needs as well that's beautiful i think just knowing that you have this complex operations of operators owners and brand standards and then the internal team and i think bringing everyone along on the change curve is so important in actually how this message goes out yeah that's true i think uh, that's an important one that you mentioned there too is the owners of of course the owner of the hotel of the building of the business it's um it's essential to have their support and if you've got their support it certainly makes it uh, 10 times easier mm. <laughs> it's good to come top down so and in terms of motivating your team and motivating yourself what resources mm. do you rely on to actually keep yourself updated on this field yeah the the most important resource without a doubt has become linkedin yeah of all things i mean linkedin was originally started as a career development platform networking for careers mm -hmm. um for me it's an absolute source of information um sharing relationships for sustainability i if i put up my linkedin now and show you the feed everything coming through is about sustainability all over the planet someone somebody doing something in india um somebody making a change in netherlands um somebody having a problem or an issue in indonesia and needing support somebody you know it's just it's very global it's very easy to access the platform and the information is there and the support is there which is it's just incredible to watch honestly and it's it's a massive movement at the moment and it seems linkedin is funny enough the place that this is really um um happening big time that's amazing and I'll, in the show notes i'll also include paul's linkedin handle so if anyone wants to see what's been paul following or activities that paul's involved in it should that should definitely help you yeah i think uh, one of the one of the my my best posts on linkedin was the wooden room key so we challenged the way things were done we had the plastic um rfid room keys 
and very much like a credit card, right? So I had seen somewhere somebody had mentioned a wooden room key mm -hmm. on the other side of the planet. And uh, we looked into it. It took some time, but we, we made it happen with our logo on it. And then I did a video and put it on LinkedIn and, I don't know, 70,000 views. I don't know how many comments, shares. And Fantastic. Next thing you know, the entire Middle East, uh, all different brands uh, all have wooden room keys now as a result. Maybe they've gone back because of the pandemic. <laughs> Some have maybe gone back it's to temporary. using plastic. I believe it's it is, temporary. It is, that is very temporary. Correct. Mm. And it's amazing to see that there are solutions and there are solutions which are actually efficient and we just have to look for the right answers and learn from failures and adapt them. Correct. Yeah. No. yeah. Thank you. And with that, can I ask you, how do listeners find you online? You've obviously told us LinkedIn. Yeah. But is there any other place if anyone wants anything to do? Like I've said, Paul's introduced more than 50 initiatives in the hotel. His mission was to run a zero plastic hotel. So if there's any questions for you, anyone wants to know how we can get more involved in hospitality, yeah. be it with Infinity Waters, how do we reach you? Yeah, so that's, you're, you're dead right. If anybody has any questions in regards to, um, for this, number one, LinkedIn. Um, number two, paul at infinitywatersystems.com. Um, and there's also www.infinitywatersystems.com. That's our website. So you can reach both of those. And I'm happy to help you on any questions you have related. And um, if you want to make a difference, and if you have a hotel where you've, you've got um, currently using plastic water bottles, let me know. I can help you make change immediately. It's great to hear, Paul. I'm sure it's the start, and there's more to go for you on this. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. Um, there's a lot of work to be done, especially in this part of the world, um, given that we all rely on um, water source that's not I guess, like, you know, from Europe or America, where it's from the tap, uh, we are relying on water from different sources. So, yeah, we've got a lot of work to do. I'm certainly here to help. And it's so exciting. I'm really, I think we can make a big difference. Step by step. Step by step. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. I would like to thank Paul on behalf of everyone, and actually, especially just sharing your journey, your story, challenges, successes you've had, into your sustainability journey. And I think we do appreciate that it's not easy all the time. There are failures on the journey, but I think it's having the attitude to ask, to question, and be the leader. And I think what we know in Paul, that he's a natural leader, leading himself, inspiring many more to actually follow. So I hope at the end of this episode, you are inspired to take action in your everyday life and be the change leader that we. So thank you, Paul, for joining us. Thank you, Redick. And I wanted to say to you, congratulations for you and for what you're doing. I think it's, it's incredible. The more people talk about this, I think what you just said is very important about questioning everything. If you don't question, um, then things won't get changed, you know. So yeah, question, why do we do this? Why is it done that way? Why are we using this? Um, look at other solutions, other alternatives to make sense and to ensure that you know, that we leave the world the way that we sort of came into it. That's what we should be all aiming for and keeping things simple, you know. But well done to you. Congratulations on your podcast. And I wish oh, you all the thank best you, with it. Paul. I'm very proud of you for making um, for making this, uh, this, this effort and this change in your life. It's no, really exciting. You. 
I'm excited. So thank you everyone. And with that, we come to the close. Thank you. Thank you.